It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan, as usual. And Ryan, mate, uh, what what have you been up to? You got a, did you get a haircut yet, or is it still <laughs> still going? Mate, um, it's looking very luscious. I'm, I'm trying to get the uh, you know the Clint Gutherson man bun going on. That's that's the goal because oh, I know how much you love him. Yeah, mate, I love Clint Gutherson. I've changed my opinion on him since our last podcast. So. <laughs> I thought you were going for the Christian Welch wave, mate. Oh, yeah, that's true. Get the majestic wave going on. I already get told I look like Christian Welch, apparently, so I'll, I'll uh, play into that. Yeah. This is a nice nice blend of Chris Hemsworth and Christian Welch, if you can imagine that, <laughs> ladies. Anyway, uh... no, Ryan's taken. He's unavailable. Anyway, uh, we, today we're going to have a look at the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So, uh, mate, starting off with the Rabbitohs. Latrell obviously going to be their fullback, but he's out for the first couple of weeks. We're expecting Blake Taft to take that spot. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, the other there is an alternative here, which is if they decide that Blake Taft is their seven instead of uh, Lachlan Ilias, who we'll get to when we get to that spot, uh, we could see Josh Mansour come onto that wing with Alex Johnson at fullback. So I think that's a pretty good. I don't know what you're thinking about. Because uh, people were sort of saying, oh, what are we going to do here with Ilias and Blake Taff? You know, how do we know who's got the job? You know, it's not like Mansour's not a first-grade quality player or or Jackson Paulo, whoever doesn't get that spot. You know, it could very well be that they plug Alex Johnson in back there, particularly early in the season, to do that to do that job mm. if they want to play Taff at the seven. Do you think Do you think that's a pretty good judge? Do you think it's going to be Ilias or Taff? And, you know, if it is that it's Johnson at the back and – and Taft's at seven. That's a pretty. That's a, almost a definitive answer to the question, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I tend to lean towards whoever's wearing that jersey. Round one is going to be their long term seven. Um, I think yep. if they want, if they wanted Taft to be that that seven, then he's going to be there round one. That would be my thinking. Um, mm. But I, I tend to think it is going to be Ilias um, with Taft at the back round one. But yeah, you, you never know. It's uh, preseason's always funny that these things can change. But um, mm. either way, it seems like we're getting a fairly cheap halfback yeah imagine um being josh mansour who leaves panthers to get an opportunity to be able to play regularly on the wing and then is now playing regular reserve grade again <laughs> yeah it's uh he's yeah he, he seems to be uh, in the twilight of his career doesn't he he's uh mm. well he he hasn't been the same since he took that massive uh i think it was a leg or a knee or something to the face oh, and yeah. had his whole face rebuilt he hasn't been the same since then poor bloke um, and actually, it's kind of interesting. I mean, with somebody that we're going to talk about uh, with our special guest on, on, oh, maybe I'll, I won't say when it's going to happen. I'll leave it as a spoiler. Although this podcast <laughs> might, might come out after we have our special yeah. guest. <laughs> I think that'll already have happened. <laughs> Everyone See knows. See how it goes. Unless we, uh, yeah, unless we, um, you know, we turbo release these, I don't know. See if I don't know if our listeners deserve it, but we'll see how we go. Anyway, <laughs> but the special guest. Uh, we'll, we'll have a speak a conversation about Joseph Manu and, and the way that it, it might impact him. It's, it's, mm. it's an interesting one. But, I mean, for now, we're expecting Troll's going to be at fullback. We've got Ilias projected in the seven. Alex Johnson and Jackson Paulo on the wings with Campbell Graham and Isaiah Tass 
at center. Now, there is a couple of options there. Obviously, they got Tane Milne. Uh, they could do something really crazy and, you know, decide they want to have Taff in the 13 and play him at center. Uh, you know, really, I think it's a Milne, Michael Cheekham, uh, Tass battle. They've also got this Zane uh, Bijarak as well, who's a center, uh, zero but three percent of teams. So, I mean, between them, uh, Tass is up to 16.4%. So, obviously, that's all the people looking at our website and plugging him into the team. But uh, I assume that's that's the way that's gone. But, um, mate, do you think – what do you know about Isaiah Tass? Have you done much research? research? Are you just trusting me that, that he's going to be in there? I mean, what was Stephen Masters? What's he up to? Do we know? What's going on? Yeah, look, it's a good question. Um, I don't know a whole lot about him. I, I did see uh, who did the Chris old old CK our, our mate CK. He does have a task penned in at four as well. So, um, oh so you know, it seems to be that's uh, you know, it's it's not just you thinking it's it's going to oh, be TAS. CK reads our website as well though. So he does. He's a big fan. He's just gotten that information from me. <laughs> No, you're right. He's a, he's a big fan. Um, yeah, look, I don't know much about Taz. I haven't seen him play. All, I've seen his like his Queensland Cup statistics because he's coming from what South Logan, I think. Um, Broncos, and, yeah, yeah. So he 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 had a pretty good uh, run in in um, in Queensland Cup. I've, I've brought it up now. He's what he averaged forty five last year um, until the competition got paused. So uh, <laughs> fifteen games, fifteen games, nine tries. Um, he was kicking goals as well, though. So, yeah, I was going to say he's a goal kicker. Yeah, so that probably knocks a bit of points off once Latrell's back in the side. Maybe he's the goal kicker round one and two. You never know. Um, but once well, Trell's back in the side, you'd assume he takes over. But until he um, gets suspended again. <laughs> yeah, the inevitable four week suspension in round eight. <laughs> For um, something boneheaded, yeah. <laughs> so I guess you, you want to knock off probably about six points. So he probably averaged about thirty nine at center, which is still very decent for a basement uh, basement price player. Oh mate. Yeah, even thirty you'd take from him, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, hundred percent. Easy. So yeah, I mean I am I'm sworn off specifically recommending bargain basement cheapy centers. <laughs> I won't do it, especially ones, no... especially ones with good uh, reserve grade stats. No, mate. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, I've got a pretty good track record, but yeah, with with reserve grade cheapy centers, I'm I'm not so good. So I'm just going to leave him alone. But I think if he starts, I'll start with him, and and you guys can make up your own mind. But I I certainly will be if if he gets the job. But uh, I mean, the worst case scenario for everybody would be Michael Cheekham. I think. Yeah, that's uh, not the guy we want. No. Uh, anyway, moving along. Um, yeah, it's all very unexciting outside of that. Uh, Latrell's an interesting one for draft, not so much for mm. um, anything else. But, I mean, you can plug somebody in for the first couple of weeks. But now, Ryan, can you confirm for me if this is true that you have Latrell projected higher than James Tedesco this year for fantasy? I do currently, but that might change. Um, I've, I've got to suspect Teddy's try scoring rate is going to, um, you know, have a little bit of an uptick, but his try assist rate might come down a little bit with Kiri coming back. But um, look, Trell, uh, look, he's going to be losing a few points in tackle bus. He does love a tackle bus. Probably losing about five points there, but um, he also throws the occasional offload, and he's going to, and that loss of tackle bus is going to be offset by um, what I, I assume he's going to be picking up the goal kicking come round three as well. So 
Um, you know, Souths are a team that can score tries. He's probably going to be averaging about three goals a game. So to me, I, I see him, if, uh, you know, around that sort of mid-50s average. He could easily be, um, you know, a top five wing fullback pushing that third that third spot this year if, um, you know, with Tedesco losing a stack of tackle bus points and, um, obviously, he's. We, we saw last year he's not exactly a handy goal kicker. Um, Tedesco is really going to be re- relying on, um, you know, t- his uh, try scoring rate just going through the roof um, this year. Because last year, yeah, it was just it was in the toilet once Kiri got injured. But um, yeah, Trell, I, I think is someone that could push um, Tedesco for that third spot just with the changing in tackle bus and Trell getting the goal kicking. Yeah, no, I like it. Obviously, yeah, one, more for draft than anything else, but definitely yeah. one to flag here. And Cody Walker, I had one. I I had a, a, a kind of a little bit of a brainwave that I thought he was going to potentially be an option, taking a little bit more of the kicking duties. But I had a look, and he actually kicked about 130 meters last year. And then they had the nerf to the kick meters as well. And you know that that thought that brain lived and died pretty pretty fast. Uh, but, um, yeah, Ilias, obviously, we're expecting to be his halves partner, but it doesn't matter whether it's Ilias or Taff, uh, whichever one it is. I guess Taff would be better because he's got the wing fullback jewel, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, and he's also a potential option to goal kick for those first couple of weeks as well. Um, mm-hmm. If Or if, uh, you know, Trell gets suspended again, he's, he's an option <laughs> to pick that up too. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I think either way, it's, it's, it's going to be one of them's going to be in your side, isn't it, aren't they? Yep. No, I think so. Now, moving into the forward pack, here's where it gets a little bit contentious. Now, um, <laughs> uh, I've seen something about, yeah, Jacob Host starting in the edge back row. I think we're all pretty comfortable that it's going to be Jai Arrow on that edge with Host coming on and and finishing the game, similar to what they were doing last year, just to give all those middle forwards, you know, Arrow, um, Colin Matungi and... Um, Murray and then Totola and Tom Burgess, all the the minutes that they sort of they need to fill. And Arrow's kind of not a bad defensive edge back role to start the year. Um, so since people are asking about Jai Arrow as a as a potential option, uh, I don't see any value at all there. Am I alone in that, or do you are you with are you with me? Um, I. Tend to agree, just just because like even when Murray was injured last year, um, there was no real uptick in Arrow's minutes. Like he was still getting around that fifty minute mark, um, and I, I think that's just his role. Like he's a fifty minute middle forward um, for the most part. He's not he's not that guy um, where the Titans were using him as like a what, like a seventy sixty plus minute lock. Um, I just don't yeah. think he's that guy anymore. I just don't think that's what's how Souths want to use him. I think, I think they want to use him in that um, you know that fifty odd minute middle role, um, and I, I'm just unfortunately that just doesn't make him a, a fantasy buy. Yeah, I think the the age of the sixty plus minute middle forward's pretty much dead now. There's yeah, it's, I mean, it's the little guys now. To that, but well, it, like Cameron Murray, but you can't have two in the same team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like it. and on to him as well. A couple of people talking about, you know, I've seen some, you know, oh Murray's going to take up the slack with Reynolds gone. I don't know how his role changes. He was already playing pretty big minutes to start with. I, I like Murray as an end of season guy, but he was already playing sixty two minutes last year. 
even if you bump that up to games where he played at least 50 minutes, it's still it's 66 minutes. But, I mean, there's no real – I don't see any real upside there. Are you – I mean, am I missing something? 60 break even already. Oh, sorry, mate. I just got distracted. I was looking at a picture of Cam Murray. I just, just got oh, lost Oh, God, it. yeah. Well, lost yeah, in happens, his eyes. Mate. It does happen. Yeah. No, <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It does happen um, to the best of us, yeah. So, Cam Murray – 60 break even, he's, he's a no-go, I think, for start of the year. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I, I absolutely love him. Um, I, he'll be an end-of-season keeper, but just to start the year, he's just, yeah, one one you can miss to start the year, I think. Yep. Now, so moving along, obviously, we're going to start with some combination of Tom Burgess, Mark Nichols, and Tavita Totola with the other one on the bench. With Liam Knight, probably going to carry Sevilla, Saliva Havili as a middle forward slash Damien Hook emergency, Damien Cook emergency cover. Ah, <laughs> uh, Hook. In case Damien Hook, Damien gets hooked. But Damien <laughs> Cook is one that we need to speak about. He's probably the only round one potential option in the forward pack for me. And I want to circle back to Colin Matungi. I am going to come back to that for you, those of you, you know, thinking that I missed him. Um, obviously, Cook last year, low season. Um, I mean, in 2020, his average was 65.5. Uh, and then down to 2021, where he went down to 59.4. So, I mean, there's, a, there's an argument to be made there that there's some, some upside. But, I mean, the tackle bus rule and the, the nature of the play that Cook is, uh, he's already break even 62 despite having a 59 average last year, and thanks, Fanub. Um, is there any way at all that we see Cook having some value coming off a 62 average to be able to start with him? I don't know if value is the right word because I don't think he's going to exceed that break even massively, um, maybe a, a couple points if he if he can get back to, uh, you know, the Cook of a couple of years ago. But I think the reason you'd consider starting with him is just because of the lack of... Um, you know, real hooker options, like keeper hooker options. Mm. Like if you're not, um, you know, we, we spoke about Marnie on a previous podcast, on an Eels podcast, um, you know, we sort of ruled him out. Uh, you know, Jaden Braley, I don't think anyone's excited to go there. Andrew McCulloch, no one's excited to go there. So, I mean, you know, if if it's not Harry Grant, then it's it's Damien Cook really, isn't it? Like there's no one... Well, unless you go super duper cheap to a like yeah. Wayne Egan, Tom Starling stack, or just Ruben plug Cotter. Ruben Cotter in your hooker and just you know abandon all hope that hookers are good. <laughs> just jump on the Kobe Hedrington train. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> you imagine? Remember the other year when it was like you know the brothel strat, and it was yeah. like how many hookers can I fit into my squad? And now it's just like oh, I think do I have to start with a hooker? <laughs> I need one. Crap. Who's it going to be? Yeah. Okay. Done. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I just don't think I'm going to start with Cook. I think he's too expensive, but he's probably going to be a top three hooker just because of there's not yeah. many other good hookers around. Yeah. In draft, he's he's the number two for me behind uh, Harry Grant, but. I can understand why people would be scared of Harry Grant and Damien Cook has the well, – he's going to be an 80-minute player. 
they, you know, Souths are going to be worse than they were last year. There's going to be more defending. He's going to be asked to do more. All the reasons that you're thinking of to buy Cook are absolutely valid reasons to do it. Mm. You can afford to do it and you don't trust Harry Grant. He's the one. I, think I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, from a draft perspective, there's a pretty strong case to be made that Damian Cook should be, you know, like picked in the top five, six, seven, just because of, you know that position scarcity. Like once you get past Grant Cook, you know, it starts getting pretty thin. Like like Mahoney Cook yeah. Grant, like it's gets gets very thin after that. So like Cook is going to be mm. a, a position you're probably going to want to target early. Yeah, almost at the point where you're thinking about Jaden Braley as the next one off the board, which is it's not great, really, is it? No, you, you prefer yeah. not to. Tough times. Tough times to be a hooker. Anyway, I think that'll do for the Souths lineup. Uh, so I guess what we're hearing is Elias or Bust, unless you want to shell out for Cook. Yeah, and uh, potentially Tass as well if he gets that job. Oh, yeah, Tass, yeah. Yeah, I got confused. I'm looking at my team and I don't see any green in that area because he doesn't have a photo yet. <laughs> All right, moving along to the Dragons. Tyrell Sloan, not in the top 30 at this stage, but we're expecting him to be the fullback. If it's not Tyrell Sloan, it'll be Cody Ramsey. I do want to ask, because Sloan's obviously, he's pretty, if he comes in, he's going to be pretty expensive. But Cody Ramsey at 23.6, if he manages to take that job, would you play, would you take Cody Ramsey? Oh, yeah. Um Look, he's certainly cheap. 88 k 40 yeah. at, at fullback. You kind of have to at that point. You kind of have to. sick about it, aren't you? Yeah, I know. Like, even the terrible fullbacks can still, you know, put out a, a low 30s average. So, I mean, you kind of get your arm twisted into having to, don't you, I suppose, if he does mm. get that job. Um, well, you look at what Matt Dufty did last year. He was a low 40s or mid 40s, and, and mm. this dragon seems looking pretty similar. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. If he's uh, if he's there, he's he's just it's just I don't think he's a particularly good fantasy player. It's just that he's so cheap with a break even no. at twenty three. You just sort of have to. No, he's like the Forbes Fiesta. <laughs> I kind of want to. Um, I kind of want to change our website and have him as the fullback just to try to will it into existence. <laughs> just to give us another sub three hundred k player. Yeah, I think that'd be really helpful. I think maybe I'll just do it. You know, what's the worst case scenario? I got to change it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do think it's going to be Sloane though, and that'll make Cody Ramsey on the wing with Ravalawa on the other wing, Suli and Zach Lomax in the centres. Uh, probably not going to be going anywhere near. I mean, Suli's an interesting one in terms of his ceiling, but don't uh, we can't trust him, can we? Uh, I can't. Um, yeah, I just, I can't do it. I, I, not in this dragon side. Um, yeah, not to mention yeah. his average last night was last year was twenty nine and a half, and he's he's up at thirty two already. So they've compensated for that. I don't know why they do this. What is the purpose? It's like most Suli is not going to be a highly owned player. It's not like you're correcting something, like. Just leave him where he was last year, and if we manage to get one right, don't take all the fun out of it. I think uh, I think what they're doing, like they've put everyone above their break even because um, like the salary cap's gone down. So I think they're just wanting to push everybody's price down to start the year. Yeah, but not all of them are lower than where they were last year. No, yeah, you're right. There's been a bit it's of a selective, there, hasn't there? Yeah, it's like oh, we're going to pick all the guys that are not fantasy relevant at all. 
um, like they're on the border of being interesting and we're just going to remove them altogether so that everybody's teams are identical and they won't want to play anymore. <laughs> Which is the opposite of what they were trying to do last year. But anyway, oh, I'm going to stop complimenting that. Okay. All right. Now in the halves, they're going to have Ben Hunt with either Jaden Sullivan or Teletau Amone. Now full credit to the boys over at the Talking League podcast. I listened to their pod this morning. And they were saying that they're talking about um, defense being what's going to win that spot, um, which, you know, I mean, Sullivan, the, the argument could be made that Sullivan played hooker, therefore he is should theoretically be a better defensive player. But Amone seemed to be pretty good defensively in the halves, considering the Dragons team that he was in. He scored pretty well when he played in the halves. I mean, Sullivan's bad for us and Amone's good for us, so I guess we should be kind of, hoping for the universe to give us uh, Amone. What do you think? Yes. Will it into existence? Yeah. Cool. Now you've actually got in your write-up here, uh, Sullivan. What, what have I written? You said Sullivan seems like a better fit for Hunt. Did I? Because I you had to try and make it sound like he was going to get selected. Because <laughs> I did delegate that, to, that write-up to you. You did. Um uh, We're changing yeah. it right now. It's going to be a Mone. We're changing it right now. We'll move okay. along. Will it's it going to be a Mone. Whack him in your team. He's a gun. Let's go. What do you reckon? Yes. Good analysis. Done. Already done. Already done. All right. Sold. All right. Into the back row. We're going to see some combination of Tarek Sims, Jaden Sewer, and Jack Bird in the back row. Um, now, as it stands on the website, we've got all three of them with Jack Bird in a lock role. Um, but honestly, I don't know. It seems like they it doesn't really make any sense for them to get Jaden Sua and not start him. But then Sims is there, and they kind of re-signed him, and 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 then Bird obviously was quite good in the back row last year. Um, wh- I mean, what are your what's your take on who you think is going to end up there? Who's the odd man out? Uh, I'm I've always been on the belief that Tarek Sims is actually a middle forward, not an edge forward. Uh, mm. But that takes away his greatest strength, which is smashing players that are way lighter than him that can't fight back. <laughs> uh, the bully strat. Um, yeah. He's yeah. the defensive version of Clint Gutherson. Um, I think from a footy perspective, it probably makes sense to have Jaden, uh, sorry, to have Jack Bird on the edge. Like, he looked so good last year. Like, Bird can, Bird can throw a, a solid offload, and he's got. Um, you know, like he was played in the halves uh, for Cronulla quite a bit, I think in 2015 before James Maloney arrived. Um, mm. You know, like he's got that that to him. Like he can, uh, you know, like almost like Wade Graham. Like when Wade Graham started, um, you know, in the halves and he moved to an edge, uh, you know, like that Jack Burr could be that player. Like he, he can offload. He can set up tries. He can, you know, create plays. Um, so like Victor Radley. Yeah, in, but... I think but, better in in some sense. Um, oh yeah, He's no I guess. Shot merchant. Uh, yeah, I guess the you know the argument for him at lock is that's the way the league tends to be heading right now. Like getting that mm. extra ball playing, um, extra ball playing player. Like having someone that's a little bit smaller that can play big minutes there. Um, the knock for Bird against me, like I think um, it was Belent in our Facebook group just brought up an interesting point. Just with how many middle forwards they've got. Um, you know, is is the real concern for me? Like, is Jack Bird going to get those minutes? Like, they've got what Josh McGuire, Aaron Woods, Josh Kerr, uh, Blake Laurie, Jack DeBell, and like, there's a lot of guys that can play 
decent minutes there. So I guess that's but just a, poorly. Yes, poorly, <laughs> but uh, all guys that have typically played big minutes in their career, yeah. if not well. No, it is a worry. And this is the thing, like I'm looking at this, like I looked at Jack DeBellin as a potential preseason buy and then he's way more expensive than what I thought he was going to be. You know, you look at the minutes here. Uh, I've got Aaron Woods only playing 20 to 25 minutes. I don't think that's going to last very long before he gets the shits. You know, Josh Maguire comes in and bumps everybody down one set of minutes, but maybe he's on the way. I don't know. But, like, I think it's, uh, like, you could also note that like, Jane Seward didn't play 80 minutes consistently for the Rabbitohs. Like, sometimes he was playing, like, that sort of 50 to 60 minutes. So maybe, like, Jack Bird moves to the edge for, you know, the last 20, 30 minutes of the game. Like, maybe that's mm. the, the possibility. Yeah. I, I reckon the uh, obvious solution to this Dragons issue is cancel the contracts of the following players. <laughs> Tarek Sims. Josh Kerr, Aaron Woods, Josh Maguire. They played okay. Daniel Alvaro for 30 to 35 minutes a game. And then, yeah, Jack Bird, 80 minutes on the edge. Jaden Sewer, 80 minutes on the edge. Andrew McCulloch, 80 minutes at hooker. Francis Molo, 80 minutes at prop. And and Jack DeBellin, 80 minutes at prop. And then we just roll that way. And Mbai plays the rest of the middle forward minutes. I think that's the way to go. What do you think? Yes, done. Yeah, Money so that, we've got George Burgess there as well. He's coming back. God, he's not even going to be in the seventeen. Imagine like going to all the trouble of getting George Burgess back over from England, and then he's not even in your seventeen, which is is the way it's kind of looking at the moment. They got Moses M by there. I'm really enjoying my utility role. He's coming out today, talking up Luke Brooks, and all the other day, talking up Luke Brooks, and oh, he's going to be playing his five minutes off the bench. You know, this this Dragons team is just atrocious, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I just saw Josh Maguire's out for the first five games of the year because <laughs> of suspension. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, you know, George Burgess is at least going to get a few weeks. Can, can I ask you this question? Mm-hmm. What team is worse, this Dragons team or the Bulldogs team from last year? I think I think the, uh, the Bulldogs team from last year, just because they didn't have a competent half. Like, I think Ben Hunt. Without Ben Hunt, this team is just awful. But Ben Hunt is actually, as much stick as Ben Hunt gets, he actually is a pretty competent half. Oh, no doubt, mate. He's a good player. Yeah. But, like, even, like, as much as, like, the Cowboys, I'm 100% sure the Cowboys are a terrible team. And in many other years, they are a wooden spoon favorite. 100% wooden spoon favorite. Mm -hmm. If the Cowboys do worse than this Dragons team, I'll burn on my Cowboys jerseys. I mean, the Dragons will probably be uh, top four by uh, mid-May. Like that's, oh, see, mate, that seems to always five. be what happens. Yeah, week five, week they'll five, be top no four. Doubt. No <laughs> doubt. But, mate, this team, is it's, it is the worst NRL team I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to the Dragons. I, like, I, I feel bad. I'm like, it's just terrible. There's nothing here. You know, like, what, like you imagine, like, being excited about having Tarek Sims and Jaden Sewer as your back rowers. Like, you know, like... That was like me last year when we had Cohen Hess and, and Gavin Cooper, and I was like, oh, my God, just shoot me now. Like, If if it was 2016, this team would be a premiership contender. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let COVID take me. I'm done with this Dragons team. It's shocking. I, I don't know. I Like, I feel, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I don't want to, like, you know, so despair into the Dragons fans. I want, like, I literally cannot think of anything positive to say about this team. 
Mm. Ben Hunt, that's that's the positive to say. In this oh team no, and on. he's a good bloke, but like he's in his thirties now too. You know, he's you know he's gonna he's gonna try his absolute guts out, and I love Ben Hunt, like I do. I I like I I, I just I think ever since two thousand and fifteen, he's just he's had a hard time of it, and I want him to do well, and I just like you know. It's just not happened for him, and and you know this going to this Dragons team on massive money is just not helpful. And then obviously, you know the as the the discord that was sowed by Jack DeBellin, the Jack DeBellin incident, um, and you know all that the problems that that created off this off the field, and having Corey Norman around in the locker rooms, and you know, and they've brought in Moses Moses. This is the worst team that Moses Suley could have gone to. <laughs> yeah, like, for you a imagine guy. like you're going from this manly team where you got DCE and Tommy Turbo and you know Jake Trubovich would have been taking him to church every Sunday morning. Yep, no drinking for you, son. We're going to church. Just, you know, don't go to finals go, church. Though. Yeah, going from that. Oh no, well, you know that's a good point. But going from there, he's going to be out on the piss and getting up and sleeping in his car and going to training. He's going to be suspended by week six or dropped. You, hundred percent guarantee. You know, Jaden Sewer, we're never going to see Jaden Sewer again. He's going to, one of those players that, like, if he was in Melbourne, he could have been a, you know, a Queensland stalwart, but he's going to just, he's going to fade into obscurity. We're going to end up with some stupid combination of George Burgess and and Blake Laurie playing 100 minutes a game. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's not great. It's really not good. And, like, I just, yeah, oh, man. Just there's no uh, Francis Molo. Poor, poor Francis Molo. He's like, I'm gonna get out of this shithole. I'm leaving Cowboys, and then he ends up on the only worst team. And he's gonna be getting less minutes. He would be he'd be a starting prop for the Cowboys this year, but he's on the bench this year because we got Jack DeBellin and Blake Laurie, you know, taking up the starting jobs probably. But even if he starts, like he's getting paid good money to go over there, and he's gonna be playing the exact same role in a worse team. In a in like you know, imagine you know, and you got to live in Sydney too instead of living in Townsville. At least like if you go out and do something stupid, it gets swept under the rug in Townsville. If you do it in Sydney, you just you know you're straight in the paper the next day, and there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, the the mad cow looks after you in Townsville. They do, mate. They do, mate. Mate, I could tell you some stories about Cowboys players and the mad cow. You've been no, you've been there too though as well. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I digress. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up there because I'm absolutely certain that my girlfriend's gonna be screaming at me to get a dinner sorted. You know, because that's the sort of modern man that I am. I cook dinner. But um, yeah, thank you very <laughs> thank you very much for joining us, guys. Uh, and um, yeah, please don't get any St George Dragons that aren't called Telatel Amone in your team. I think, and um, we'll speak to you next time for our uh, last two teams being the Sydney Roosters and the West Tigers. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Love you guys.